Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. And now, everybody and welcome to another episode of if you don't like that yes indeed super sunday is just two days away and we'll preview the 49ers and the chiefs but first i want to tell you that we are brought to you by new works plumbing of sacramento for all of your plumbing needs and repairs just go to newworksplumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com they've got a fix for you they are available 24 7 for any issues you may have when it comes to plumbing needs again that is new works plumbing.com n-e-w-w-r-x plumbing.com new works plumbing they've got a fix for you so on sunday in vegas 49ers and the chiefs you know when i analyze this game i always look what happened during the regular season and the ebbs and flows remember that san francisco got off to a 4-0 start right And then everyone was talking about the showdown game between the Cowboys and the 49ers in Santa Clara in week five. And it was men against boys. It was men against boys. The 49ers embarrassing the Cowboys by the score of 42 to 10. Game was not even close. And people thought, wow, okay, you know what? The 49ers, they are clearly the team that beat in the NFC. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Then what happened? The 49ers lost three in a row. They lost at Cleveland. Moody missed a kick that would have won the game. They lost at Minnesota. No Justin Jefferson on the field. Backup quarterback. Didn't matter. No Joe Burrow. Cincinnati, right? 31-17. The final score in favor of the Bengals. Think about that game for a minute, right? Burrow was out of the lineup for much of the year. The uh, Cincinnati Bengals didn't even make the playoffs, right? And in that game, the Bengals absolutely made it look easy. I mean, they made it look easy. The game was really lopsided. And I, I was a little surprised by that. Now, Burrow did play in that game. So I shouldn't say no Joe Burrow. I was trying to caps, you know, capture the Bengals' season. But the Bengals, after that game, went to 4-3, and three, trying to find themselves, and the Niners fell to 5-3. and three. And it was a perfect time to enter the bye because the 49ers, without Trent Williams, a left tackle, without Debo Samuel, you know, you, you realize that the 49ers were vulnerable without those two on the field. And then so you get the bye week, and then the 49ers really turned it on. 34-3 at Jacksonville. Then they beat Tampa. They clobbered Seattle on the road, 31-13. Went into Philadelphia, and that was the game that most people have been pointing to all season long, the rematch of last year's NFC Championship game, but this time with a quarterback because you had a healthy Purdy. Purdy threw for 314 yards. McCaffrey ran for 93. Samuel had 116 yards in receiving, and it was just absolutely one-sided. 
42-19. And you know, after that game, the Eagles never found themselves. The Philadelphia Eagles never found themselves. They never found themselves. Think about that. Philadelphia ended up falling apart. Falling apart. All right, so then you come home. You take on another divisional foe in Seattle, 28-16. You go and win at Arizona, 45-29. And so what was everybody saying? Okay, here comes a possible Super Bowl rematch. Baltimore, San Francisco, the Ravens, the top team in the AFC, 49ers, top team in the NFC. And what happened? Baltimore went into Santa Clara, and they embarrassed absolutely embarrassed the 49ers on Monday Night Football, 33-19. to 49ers then had to go cross-country, beat Washington 27-10. The final game of the year against the Rams didn't mean anything because the 49ers didn't play anybody. And then you got to the playoffs. And this, to me, is what is so perplexing when I talk about the San Francisco 49ers. You had a home game against the Packers and you had to struggle against the Green Bay Packers they came in and ran the ball down your throats right you were lucky to win the game Brock Purdy an outstanding drive at the end of the game and you ended up winning thank goodness over the Green Bay Packers the final score a come from behind affair 24-21 then here come the Detroit Lions and the Lions it was men against boys, 24-7 to at the half. And it looked like the Lions were going to run away and hide until their coach, Dan Campbell, made a baffling decision on fourth down, getting too greedy. They changed the entire momentum of the game. Purdy throws for 267. McCaffrey runs for 90. Samuel had 89 yards in receiving yards. And the 49ers were off to the Super Bowl at 34 and 31. So, my question with the real San Francisco 49ers, please take a step forward. The Baltimore Ravens embarrassed them, 33-19. That was the game that I use as the biggest barometer because it was the first time all season, other than maybe the Bengals game, where I saw the Niners' defense be vulnerable. How are the 49ers supposed to beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs with that defense against Green Bay, against Detroit that we saw in the last two playoff games? And that Monday night game against Baltimore. Like, are they going to have new players on the field? I mean, how is the 49ers defense going to get the job done against Kansas City? That's my biggest question coming into this game. The Chiefs, meanwhile, most people did not have them making a repeat. The defending champs from a year ago, right? Those, you know, everyone pretty much felt they would be in the playoffs. But did you think that they were going to be back in the Super Bowl? A lot of people did not, especially early in the year. Why don't we recap their schedule and what it looked like for them? If you remember, they started off at home, Super Bowl ceremony, ring ceremony, and they lost 21-20 to the Lions. Then they got a roll, beat Jacksonville 17-9, rolled over the Bears, one at the Jets, one at the Vikings, beat Denver, beat the Chargers. Then they lost to a game that I still don't know how they lost, but not only did they lose, they got hammered 24-9 at Denver. Bounced back, beat the Dolphins 21-14. Then they lose to Philadelphia, home game 21-17, a battle of the Kelsey brothers. 
They steamroll the Raiders in Vegas. Then they lose at Green Bay, 27-19. Lose against Buffalo, 20-17. Beat New England. Lose to the Raiders. Beat Cincinnati. Beat the Chargers. So it was a very Jekyll and Hyde season for the Chiefs. I mean, if you look at their last eight games, starting with the Philadelphia game, they only were 4-4. Four and four. And you're thinking, okay, you know what? There's going to be a new representative of the AFC this year. And then the playoffs begin. The Miami Dolphins are in town. Cold, frigid weather at Arrowhead. No contest at all. 26-7. Then the rematch that everybody was looking forward to. These games have been so good between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. And what happened? Mahomes and company beat Allen and the Bills on the road, 27-24. And you're thinking, okay, but that's Buffalo. What about Lamar Jackson? What about the number one seed, Baltimore Ravens? What about that team? Well, it was a low-scoring affair, and it was the Patrick Mahomes show. Perfect football, right? They were able to run the ball. Maybe the best player on the field that day was Travis Kelsey. Had 116 yards in receiving yards. And Baltimore won by the score of 17 to 10. So what impressed me the most about the Kansas City Chiefs through those three playoff games? Was it Mahomes and their offense? Nope, it was their defense, allowing only seven to two in the Dolphins, allowing only 24 on the road, and holding Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens to just 10 points. So that sets up this game. San Francisco, Kansas City. I don't know how the 49ers are favored, but they are. I don't see how the 49ers defense is going to play and get the job done against Mahomes. And I'll tell you, the Chiefs defense is better than I thought. I think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win this game. And I don't think that Brock Purdy gets the respect that he deserves. I think the guy's a heck of a quarterback. But I don't think he's going to get this team over the hump this year. I like the coaching staff of Kansas City better. I like their quarterback better. I like their entire team better. You know, if, they, if you told me the Niners were going to bring their A-plus game, I'd pick them. But I haven't seen the 49ers play an A-plus game now in a while. So why would I think that I'm going to see it on Sunday? I think the Chiefs are going to win this game, and I think the final score is going to be 27-24. to 24. What do you think? Hit me up on Twitter, at Grant Napier Show, and tell me who you're picking for the game on Sunday. Again, that's at Grant Napier Show. Give me your prediction, but I got the Chiefs winning by a field goal. It's time for Grant's Rant. And Grant's Rant is brought to you by Bennett's Restaurants. Three locations, Sacramento, Roseville, and the West Side Grill in Rockland. Go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Make a reservation. Check out their menu and more. Don't forget this weekend, their weekend brunch, the weekend prime rib, 60 different types of wine available by the class at Bennett's. Again, go to Bennett'sRestaurants.com. Let me get this straight. The Sacramento Kings last night were at home, and they were taking on a team that had six wins and only two wins on the road. The Detroit Pistons were without their two leading scorers. All right, Cade Cunningham and no Bojan Bogdanovich. The final score, Detroit 133 and Sacramento 120. That's right. The worst team in the NBA came into your building, and despite starting the fourth quarter with a one-point lead, you fell apart. 
absolutely fell apart in the fourth quarter, getting outscored by the Detroit Pistons, 36-21. to That's right, fourth quarter, 36-21. to And the Pistons, again, without their two leading scorers, managed to put 31, 39, 27, and 36 points on the board in the four quarters, respectively. That, ladies and gentlemen, that, boys and girls, is called an embarrassment. Awful. Worst loss of the year. Plain and simple. Up next, Denver tomorrow, and then it's back on the road for three. OKC, Phoenix, and Denver. But what happened last night? Inexcusable. And you know what? Good for the fans to boo the team off the floor. They deserved to get booed off the floor. Folks, that's my rant for today. That's my podcast. I hope you have a fabulous weekend. Enjoy the big game on Sunday, and we'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.